The tournament is today. This is what we've all been waiting for. How will Jude do? Stick around and find out. I'm Captain O.G. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. Last chapter was chapter 8, and the girls had took a trip to the mortal world, and of course did what most young girls wanted to do, visit the shopping mall. So the sisters, Jude and Taryn, had finally got to meet Vivi's girlfriend, Heather, for the first time, and Jude had punched a boy. So let's get started with chapter 9, and where we start off is we find Jude is talking with Taryn. Now, there's kind of an argument is going on here because Jude is trying her best to get Taryn to tell her what happened between her and Prince Cardin and had made her cry. But Taryn was not giving in and didn't want to tell Jude what, what had happened. So Jude had tried to get Taryn to talk, but... She had insisted that what they were talking about had nothing to do with her, Jude, and to not worry about it. But, you know, protecting your sister, she couldn't let this go. It said that Prince Cardin was not breaking his promise, uh, and remember back when they had pushed them into the river, that they... Prince Cardin had made her kiss him on the cheek, both sides of the cheek, and tell her that she would not help her sister anymore, and then that Prince Cardin would leave her alone. So she said that he was not breaking his promise. So this kind of made Jude a little bit wonder, you know, what what could it be if he was not breaking his promise to leave her alone? I mean, had had Jude, I mean, had Taryn done something of her own that she had to account for? It was, you know, all of these things were running through her mind. But Taryn was sitting on the bed and they were uh, just chatting and Taryn was drinking a cup of tea. And Jude, you know, she says, come on, Taryn, just tell me. And Taryn said, there's nothing to tell. I know what I'm doing. And Jude said, what is that? You know, what am I, I know what I'm doing. What are you doing? Taryn sighed, still didn't want to tell her sister. And Jude po poked her, you know, and started teasing her. Poke, you know, and says, you know what? I can annoy you in the heels and I can, this is kind of poetic the way she said this, but she said that I can, I can annoy you in the hills and the dales, poke. I will chase you across all three islands, poke. I will chase you from crag to crag, poke, until you tell me something, poke. But, uh, Taryn, you know, Taryn said, you know, I can stand being teased by you, and even I can stand uh, you making me cry, even if I don't tell you. So Taryn is, you know, really headstrong about this topic, and she has pretty much made, made up her mind that she is not going to tell Jude what this incident was about uh, between her and Prince Cardin. So I don't know if she's scheming 
something and trying to protect her sister secretly because she knows how how you know hard-headed Jude is so we we just don't know what's going on between those two so Jude said uh, I cannot pretend that my day was fine after I saw you two together and you were crying and Terrence said you know your stubbornness sometimes makes me not like you and Jude said you know that's not fair Terrence shrugs and says that's why I'm not telling you so Terrence continues and says what Cardin said to me doesn't matter and I want to pretend that it didn't happen. So please pretend with me. So Jude had, you know, thought, Taryn had told her, you know, this, these things were going through Jude's mind. Taryn had told me so many times that messing with Cardin and his friends was stupid. But yet whatever had made her cry had nothing to do with me. So, you know, had Jude, I mean, had Taryn somehow gotten into trouble of her own with Prince Cardin, you know, we, we just don't know yet. So we have to keep on and see if this uh, event will reveal what, what the purpose of it was. So it says Taryn had given Jude advice, you know, all of the time about the way she should act around Cardin, but Jude wondered, you know, is Taryn taking her own advice? Jude said, so what do you want me to do? You know, the, the, about they're still on this conversation, you know, with Prince Cardin and them. Terrence said, I want you to fix things with Cardin. He has all of the power and there's no winning against him. No matter how clever or how brave or how cruel you are in this before you really get hurt. And Jude, you know, just look, looked on at her sister she knew that Taryn was right, but Jude had this rebellious streak in her, and she just did not want to give in to this bully. I mean, that that's the bottom line. I guess no matter how much it hurt her sister, she was not going to give in to Prince Cardin. So it says that avoiding Cardin's backlash seemed a little bit too late to her, and Taryn continued on trying to convince Jude, you know, to give in to him, tell him you won, you know, whatever, whatever you need to say, say it so he'll leave us alone. She, she said, you heard what he said by the river. He just wants you to give up. You are hurting his pride and it hurts his status as a prince. You act like you're not afraid of him. And Taryn grabbed her sister's wrist and, you know, pulled her closer and says, just tell him he's won and you've lost. They're just words. You don't have to mean them. So Jude, you know, she she listened to her sister, but she just she shook her head, you know. No. Terrence said, don't fight him tomorrow. And Jude said, I'm not withdrawing from the tournament. Terrence said, even if it only get, you know, results in more wrath from Cardin. And Jude said, even then. So she is not going to give up, you know, no matter what happens. You know, Taryn is headstrong about her, you know, that she, her advice to Jude that she should just give in to him. And Jude is equally defiant about not giving in to him. So they're just butting heads and 
you know, I don't see this coming to a conclusion anytime soon. So the next scene finds Jude, and she's sitting in her room, and her battle tunic or fighting tunic is sitting there on the bed. And she looked at it, and she thought, you know, I cannot put that on and fail tomorrow. It will bring disgrace on Maddox's household. Although Maddox being embarrassed, you know, if I lose might bring back a little bit of satisfaction to me after he disallowed me from putting my hat into for knighthood. But she thought, you know, he would be embarrassed, but also I would be embarrassed too and would kind of give Prince Cardin, you know, the proof that he thought, you know, that you're not as good as me. So how should I act tomorrow? Should I give in to Cardin? Should I be defiant? Should I just give a middle-of-the-road performance and then make everybody think that I'm not so good and then when it comes time for me to prove myself as knighthood, then be all out. So, yeah, all of these things, you know, are running through her mind. So the next morning, Jude uh, goes down the stairs to the kitchen to get some breakfast and she passes Maddox on the way there. Now, she's dressed in her fighting tunic and Maddox says, you know, stop. So she stops, you know, looks at him. He says, you know, I know what it's what it's like to be young and hungry for glory. You will come to understand that this is the best. Now, he was referring to his decision not to allow her to put her, uh, I guess, her, her hat in for to be chosen as a, a knight by one of the royal members of the family. Remember, there are these factions that are kind of around the kingdom. I mean, they're all together still, but there's like groups, kind of like cliques, I guess you would have in like in a high school or something. So one of those cliques could choose uh, someone to be a knight for that group and would, I guess Jude thinks that it would, would make her more accepted into this fairy world, but that's what Maddox was talking about, and finally he says, enjoy your battle today, and then he walks off. So after that, you know, she suddenly, she didn't feel hungry anymore, and then she just wanted to get away from the house. And, you know, she thought, there's no place for me at the court, there's no place for me in fairy. And popping into her mind again is Maddox's words, what you lack is has nothing to do with your experience. Um... So I guess, you know, what he said really affected her. So Jude had went out to the stables and she grabbed a horse and took off to the tournament grounds. I guess the tournament grounds were pretty far away that required getting a horse to go there. It says that when she arrived, the, the tournament grounds had been decorated. You know, there were long banners flying around in the air and King Eldred's symbol flew over the stands where he would be sitting. It's, now, this part I, I didn't really understand. It was kind of just like something to add to the story. You guys can kind of understand maybe what it means, but it said the uniting of the Sealy Courts and the Unsealy Courts, I have no idea what that means, and the Wild Fae under one crown. You know, I don't know what those... Unseelie and Seelie and Fae and Wild Fae are, but 
basically, I mean, what it's saying is the High King has united all of these factions together under one crown. So it says Prince Belkin was slouched in a chair with attendants around him and his sister, Princess Rhea, 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 R-H-Y-I-A. Not sure how to pronounce that correctly, but she had sat beside him now. This is Princess was the one that Jude was hoping uh, would choose her to be a knight, but you know, now that she's hasn't been able to enter that part of it, it doesn't really matter now. But she looked up and saw her sitting, uh, and they were they were looking out over the potential com- combatants getting ready on the grounds. But Judah felt bad again as she looked at Princess Rhea. Rhea. <laughs> Judah wanted her to choose her so bad, but. Now she couldn't, and maybe Maddox was right, she thought. So it says that Jude's group was first because they were the youngest. They were still required to use wooden swords instead of live steel. The tournament would last the whole day with music and magic performances between the fighting matches. Fand uh, was getting ready for the tournament to start. And she was up for knighthood. She had worn the the green sash across her blue armored breastplate. And remember, Fand was a friend of Jude, so they they had she had been mentioned in the past chapter, I believe it was. Jude had heard her name whispered uh, among the group as someone had, I guess, were, was scrutinizing her. But her and Taryn were kind of used to that, you know. They probably experienced that every day because they were mortal, is but that's is what made them stand out and you know made them unworthy in most of the fairy folks' eyes. Everyone had known what had happened between Jude and Cardin, so they were you know kind of anticipating uh, to see what would happen today because seems like the culmination of their argument was going to end today. They were just kind of, you know, anxious to see what was going to happen. So it says Cardin and his gang had worn armbands of silver. So apparently, you know, they're going to be on the opposite side, of course, from Jude. And Jude was on the gold team. So the tournament was kind of like capture the flag in a way. There, It was going to be a battle... And I guess they had some people that were protecting the flag. And whoever had, I guess, grabbed the flag, that the, that match would end. And the, the team that had grabbed the flag would be the champion of that match or that round. So that's kind of the way the tournament is set up. Jude had was stretching and she felt nervous. And then suddenly it was time to start. So everyone had marched out onto the field and they saluted the seat, it says, of King, the High King, even though he had not arrived yet. I guess it was custom to salute his seat. It says Prince Dane was there. Now, Prince Dane is the rumored person that King Elder or Eldred was supposed to pick to be the next High King. And it says Maddox was beside him. So Maddox and Prince Dane belonged to this same faction, uh, the faction of blood or something I think it was called. But anyway, they were there together. 
it says that Jude had seen Taryn and Vivi in the stands and Oriana and Oak was not around, so I guess they didn't come. It says that Jude saw Taryn looking at her kind of as if warning her and suddenly, you know, Jude heard Taryn's voice in her head saying, fix it. Uh, yeah, but I'm not, I don't think that's going to happen anyway. So it says the first battle Jude fought defensively and kind of avoided Cardin and his group. And the the silver team had won the first battle. I, I think it was uh, one of Cardin's group had grabbed the flag, of course, you know, had to be one of his group. So the first round had ended. The second battle had began and Cardin walked behind Jude, you know, before, I guess before the match started. And he said, y you're... You weren't doing anything, you know, or you didn't perform well or something like that, he said to her. And he said, did your sister finally convince you? You know, she'll do whatever I say, you know, Jude, I mean, uh, Cardin was talking about Taryn. She'll do anything I say. You know, she'd either lay down right here at my feet and roll around in the grass. And then after that, she would thank me. And Jude, I mean, her blood was just boiling by this point and thought, you know what? Even if it hurts me, I'm going to make him pay. So this happens, you know, before the second round. He's got her riled up. So this <laughs> is interesting to see what's going to happen. So it says that Jude's practice sword cracked against Cardin's breastplate and she hit Valerian with her shoulder so hard that he staggered back. Jude had attacked again and again, knocking anyone with a silver armband down. It says when the battle was over, Jude had a black eye and was bruised all over, but the gold team had won the competition. So I guess there were three matches in total. The silver team had won the first match, and then the gold team had won the, the next two matches. So sounds like Jude had performed very well uh, in this tournament, which was pretty awesome. But, you know, I felt like we had this giant buildup to this tournament. And the way that it just came off in the book was kind of a letdown in a way. You know, it just, I don't know, you know, we, we've had this buildup to this tournament and I was expecting something great to happen, but it, the way it was explained, it was just very underwhelming. So the crowd cheered and Vivi stood and saluted uh, Jude. You know, Jude looked to the stands, but Maddox was no longer there. And Jude had done her absolute best and fought so hard. And Maddox hadn't even stayed to watch the end. So it really bothered her. And it says that not to mention... Cardin was waiting for her to on the other side of the field as she walked off. So here we go. It says as she arrived, he grabbed her face. I guess he was holding her with his with his you know fingers under her neck and he other hand had grabbed her ponytail and he looked, you know, into her face. He was angry, okay? He looked at her and he goes, "Do you know what mortal means? Born to die." deserving of death and you yet you still oppose me so he's pissed he says do you really think you can win against me 
And Jude looked up and said, No. And Cardin said, So, you're not completely lacking any common sense. Now, beg for my forgiveness. So he, he had let go of her face, but he still held on to her braid, and he was just staring at her. And then, But finally, you know, he, he let go. Jude looked over, and she saw Taryn looking at her, you know, and Taryn, you know, eyes were pleading, you know, just, just give in to him, you know. But Cardin continued on. He says, get down on your knees. Beg and make it good. See, other kids were, of course, standing around, you know, and watching it. This is what they'd been waiting for, this showdown between these two. He said, just beg, you know, and Jude said, beg? And Cardin, you know, he suddenly looked surprised, uh, again, you know, with, at her defiance. And Cardin continued on. He said, your only hope is to give in to me in front of all these people, or I will continue hurting you until there's nothing left to hurt. So Jude had thought back, you know, of the, the incident in the water, the pig, the Nixies in the water, uh, the boy at the ball that Cardin had to hit and torn his wing. She thought of Taryn's uh, tear-stained face and how Rehia would never choose her. She thought of Maddox not even staying, you know, for the, for the end of the match. And she thought, you know, there's no shame in surrender. They're just words. You don't have to mean them. So Jude started to, you know, lower herself to the ground, but she suddenly caught herself and she just couldn't do it. So she gains this new confidence, you know, all of a sudden. And a bit of a thrill runs through her because she she's fixing to say something, you know. <laughs> so she's going to let him have it. You know, here she goes. She says, you think because you can humiliate me that it means you can control me? Since we've been going to school together, you have tried your best to make me feel less than you and to stroke your ego. I've made myself less. I've kept my head down, but that wasn't enough to make you leave me alone. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to shame you with my defiance. You remind me that I am mortal and you are a prince. Well, let me remind you that that means you have much to lose and I have nothing. You may win in the end. So, you know, she, she's on a roll. She says, you may win in the end. You may humiliate me and you may hurt me, but I promise I will make you lose everything I can on my way down. I promise you this. So, wow, big words from Jude. And Cardin, you know, he was just stunned. I mean, he's he didn't know what to say. I mean, I think no one had ever probably spoken to him like that before, ever. Jude, you know, turned and she started to walk away. And she, she didn't want to look at at the, the other members, but she caught a glance of Nicasia. And Nicasia was just looking on like... You know, with her mouth hanging open and Valerian, you know, was was balding up his fist at his side and he was just furious too. So Jude walked away and she was surprised, you know, that, that Prince Cardin didn't say anything or try to grab her, you know, from walking away. But he, I guess he was shocked. He didn't say anything. So Jude 
stopped by a fountain to get a drink and to wash herself off when suddenly behind her she she heard a voice and it says, Are you all right? She turned around and she was surprised, you know, Locke was standing there. You know, Locke is one of the group that hangs around with Prince Cardin, although, you know, he it seems like he's not so interested in what they do a lot of times. And in the uh, first few chapters, it seemed like maybe that Jude and him had some kind of attraction going on. I, you know, but we haven't heard of anything about that since then. So Jude had turned to look at him and she goes, what do you care? And Locke smiled and says, you know, it's funny. That's all. And Jude said, you think that was funny? No, it's, it's not that it's funny how you get under his skin. And Jude said, like a splinter. And he said, like a iron splinter. <laughs> no one else bothers him like you do. And Locke picked up a towel and wetted it, and he started wiping her face. It kind of, th this is kind of a kind thing that he's doing to her. And it was, you know, they had sort of a moment there. You know, she was looking at him, and he was looking into her eyes, and they felt, I, I guess they both had kind of felt something for each other. But suddenly, you know, Locke looks at her and he goes, keep it up. <laughs> so, you know, he's encouraging her to to keep doing what she's doing. Uh, it's funny, you know, th this relationship that's going on between these groups. So Jude had made her way back to her sisters, but, you know, she couldn't help imagining Cardin's face and Locke looking at her. So which one was more thrilling? or dangerous so that guys that's going to end this chapter and let me look back at my notes here that was i believe chapter nine yep chapter nine uh, i want to thank all of you for joining me for those of you on youtube if you have not subscribed yet please do so we're at 11 subscribers and a holding looking for more also, you can click the little bell icon, which will give you a notification when I upload a new video. For those of you listening to the podcast, thank you so much. You guys could spend your time anywhere else, but you chose to spend it with me, and I highly appreciate that. And with that, we will end the chapter, and I will see you on the next one. Take care, guys.